0: Puta de leitura. No books, no architecture. This is a podcast concerned with publishing in architecture, being curious about diverse perspectives on the built environment taking shape of a book, a magazine or a newspaper. I'm Julia and you're listening to Radio Antecamera. This program emerges from conversations with authors and critics around new publications presented and on sale in our pop-up bookstore at Galeria Antecamera. A section of Now, an audio review by Frederico Duarte. I live in the same one-bedroom apartment where I moved into when I was 27 years old, in Lisbon, the city where I was born, on the 5th of March, 1979. I've shared apartments in Malaysia, Italy and the United States, with one, two and up to four other people, yet in this apartment I have always been on my own. However, I don't own the apartment I call home. I pay rent to a family that owns a series of buildings in Lisbon. My family of one is one of nine that inhabit the one, two and zero bedroom apartments of a building built in 1950 on Paris Avenue in the Arieiro neighborhood of the city. This is why I began reading A Section of Now and thinking about how my own past, present and future relate to the contents of this book. A Section of Now, Social Norms and Rituals as Sites for Architectural Innovation, is a 360-page book edited by Giovanna Borazi, the director of the Canadian Centre for Architecture in Montreal. Although it has only been printed and launched this week. It relates to an exhibition with the same name that opened at the CCA in November 2021, making this book a hybrid of an exhibition catalogue and a standalone book on contemporary architecture, design and media. I began reading it in its PDF version on an iPad, sitting on my living room couch. I later resumed reading that PDF on a screen set on my desk which stands next to the couch and has been the location of my workplace for most of the time I've lived in my apartment, including the last two years, as I finished my PhD in the midst of a pandemic. I finished reading the book in its printed form the morning of the 6th of March, again sitting on my couch. I'm locating myself and my home in time and space so that my words, which I'll record later today and you'll hear in another place and time, Will not only tell you about the book I was asked to review, but what that book and its contents are meant to do about inhabiting the here and now. As I turn 43 years old in my rented one-bedroom apartment in Lisbon, I consider how this book's contents influence the ways I think and talk about design, the area of knowledge and practice to which I've dedicated most of my professional life as a critic and curator, but also how they inform and eventually, guide my choices as a citizen. I have considered some of these choices with a group of friends with whom I've toyed with the idea of living together in a building we may acquire in Lisbon. We have slowly, very slowly, in our rented apartments, been looking for this building as we witnessed the fast, steep rise in the cost of housing in Portugal. As such, reading a section of now has not only been an informative and enlightening exploration of recent projects and reflections on dwelling in the 21st century, but also a sort of practical guide to moving out of my apartment and moving into whatever arrangement we may both afford and be comfortable with. A third reading of this book entails contemplating the larger social, economic, environmental and philosophical implications of considering those options on a collective level beyond my immediate chosen family. And this is perhaps the most relevant intent of this and any other editorial, curatorial approach to architecture and design. To influence practice, inform individual and collective choices, and, if possible, to shape civic debate. This intent is ever more consequential if it centers on a critical aspect of architecture and design, aspiration. Which this book, by the way, certainly does. A section of NOW collects projects from a large range of practitioners related to inhabiting the built environment, which are represented by sketches, photographs, collages, 3D visualizations or architectural drawings. These representations of buildings, products, interfaces and other artifacts are found next to their respective extended captions, as is customary in approaches to the work of designers and architects such as university degree shows, biennales, triennials, and other museum exhibitions and festivals, as well as publications dedicated to the design disciplines. The book's highlighted projects are complemented by references to online platforms, services and products, as well as by short and longer theoretical reflections by scholars from a variety of knowledge fields. Each of the book's six chapters is also interspersed by photographic essays and one spread stills from TV series. Indeed, the TV series is presented as a critical medium for revealing, but especially for discussing how we design the way we live, however we come to define the term we. This is one of the book's most original and welcome additions to design and architectural discourse, as it taps into a visual material culture that is shared across an increasingly global and diverse audience that has been created by a handful of multinational streaming services and platforms. A section of now is divided in six themes. Each theme is framed by two thought-provoking questions. The first theme is labor. Do you need a side hustle to make a living wage? Are you prepared to share your workplace with a robot or to be replaced by one? The second theme is obsessions. How many times have you looked at your phone today? Have you considered rebranding yourself? The third theme is agency. Are you a conscious consumer? Do you use your city as a space for collective action? The fourth theme is ownership. Do you own, rent, or subscribe to your housing? How many people are you willing to share a kitchen with? The fifth theme is life cycles. What will you do if you live to a hundred? Do you know how you were conceived? The final th- the final theme is family. Does your family fit into the standard single-family home? When was the last time you received a hug? This pairing of big themes and provocative, topical, personal questions reveals how design and architecture practice and discourse necessarily encompass the I and the we. From fertility clinics to online spaces, from the persistent structures of colonialism and domestic work to the emergence of the e-service life from the unseen implications of ultra-clear glass to the normalization of cremation. This book is not only a showcase of original projects and thoughtful essays. It may also be, as it has partly been for me, an instructional manual for changing my, or indeed your, existing conditions into preferred ones. Yet there is no we in this book, as perhaps there shouldn't be. The issues it's many authors raise are complex and contingent to contexts and conditions that are remarkably difficult to predefine, predict, or indeed understand, even speculate upon. Your issues are certainly other than mine. That said, we, as the book's readers, would be better informed by more effective representations and more elaborate captions related to the projects it contains. This could provide a more explicit differentiation between, for example, academic or speculative proposals and built designs, between ideas looking for a client and real-world results from these practices, which despite the intentions of service providers and the aspirations of their clients, are inevitably grounded on negotiation and compromise. Friction, not fiction or fancy, is what best defines any architecture and design practice. The book's critical emphasis on aspirational, if at times remarkably demanding, models for living and inhabiting also includes a welcome approach to the tensions between privileges and rights that are so often absent from design discourse and indeed our civic debates. For only through such an approach can we discuss, imagine, and indeed change the regulations, legislations, and ultimately the political representations that govern both the I and the we. Finally, by considering anything from TV series to the Gilets Jaunes, the Studiolo to Twitch, the subject of critical research, a section of Now shows that architectural and design professionals can and are addressing complex, difficult, urgent, personal issues that concern the eyes and the wees of its potential readers, including those of a 43 year old reviewer in Lisbon and that they are conducting their research-based practices, often in collective ways, interdisciplinary formations and in unpredictable places, piecemeal, every day and right now.